Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com And now, here's Dr. Ferdinand with today's message. Hi, my name is Dr. Ferdinand Nweke and I'd like to welcome you to Living Truth. I coordinate Eternity Ministries and our goal at Eternity Ministries is to live with eternity in view, to maximize Calvary and then to help other people to do the same. Eternity Ministries is not a church, so our goal is not to make you a member of our church. Our goal is to build you up and to equip you with the life and the victory that you need to be a blessing to other people in life. So I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Living Truth. Now, we have been looking at the Kingdom series here on Living Truth, and we have defined what a kingdom is. We have seen that the kingdom is different, radically different from other kinds of government. A kingdom is the reign, the territory that is ruled over by a king. And a kingdom has its ways and, you know, that it functions that makes it very different from a democracy or some other kind of government. And we have also seen that there are benefits to kingdom citizenship. And those benefits are ours because we now belong to the kingdom uh, where the king rules. And in the last uh, broadcast of Living Truth, we are looking at the fact that as kingdom citizens, we must now manifest a kingdom lifestyle. This is because we have a new nature. We have been translated into a new kingdom. We have a new master. And, and now we, we must be distinguished. We are different from the rest of the people. So we cannot continue to live like people in another kingdom when we are citizens of God's eternal kingdom. So the Father expects us to now live a lifestyle that is congruent in agreement that corresponds to the new kingdom to which we belong and in this uh, edition of living truth we are looking at kingdom culture and you see the matter of kingdom culture is closely related to the issue of the kingdom lifestyle actually it is the lifestyle of citizens that eventually determine their culture it is it is you know, the established norms and behaviors and the way that citizens do things that eventually translates to the culture of that kingdom or of that country. So a, a, a culture really is defined, you know, one of the ways it's defined is it's, it's shared beliefs and values of a group. The beliefs, the customs, the practices and the social behavior of a particular nation or people. So a culture represents people that have shared beliefs and practices. Uh, a group of people who have, you know, whose shared beliefs and practices identify, you know, the particular place or class or time to which they belong. So you, you have like shared attitude. So you, you can actually have like a company culture 
What's the company of a culture? Do they have like a blame culture? Do they have an innovative culture? So you see now, innovation and taking responsibility, you know, can become cultures in a kingdom and rather in a company. And they are now established as part of the way things are done. You know, the values um, in that environment that company environment or that country so the kingdom of god also has a culture uh, which i'm calling kingdom culture and for, for you to understand you know what i'm sharing on this edition of living truth take nigeria for instance we were colonized by the british we got our independence you know from from a kingdom the kingdom of great britain and or the united kingdom and notice what has happened a lot of British culture has not been established in Nigeria. Why is that so? Now we, we drink tea and we drink the tea in, in 30 degrees centigrade and, and, and we speak English. Where did we get English from? English is the culture of the kingdom that colonized us. So what happened? We imbibed the culture of that kingdom. Now, we, we wear suits. I mean, you walk around the city and you see people wearing suits in 30 degrees centigrade. The guy is sweating, but he has his three-piece suit on. Where did we learn that from? I mean, this is suits are not, you know, they are not the normal culture of, you know, of us Africans. So you see the, the imposition. Now, look at countries that were colonized by the French or the Portuguese, you know, or the Spanish. You notice that the language of the colonial masters, the kingdom that colonized these areas, those languages and those practices and their culture, uh, even their food is now established in the areas that they colonize because those areas came under the kingdom, so they imbibed the kingdom culture. In the same way as believers, we come under the rule of the kingdom of heaven and then the culture of heaven, the culture of the rule of heaven. Do you know that the easiest way for us to experience heaven on earth is to come under the kingdom of heaven? When the government of heaven begins to rule over our lives, then the culture of heaven, the culture of light, the culture of honesty, the culture of integrity, the culture of truth, the culture of transparency, the culture of love and acceptance that rules in heaven begins to manifest in our lives and in our families. That is the matter of kingdom culture. So as believers, we are called to live and to exhibit kingdom culture. But don't forget, all of this is going to arise from our kingdom lifestyle. Let me read a, a couple of scriptures. And um, I want to use Roman culture as an example uh, from scripture, from the New Testament, to establish the fact that we do have a kingdom culture. Acts chapter 16, verses 20 and 21. This was when... Uh, they dragged Paul and, and Silas to the magistrates, and then they said, These men being Jews, Acts chapter 16, verses 20 and 21, this guy said to the judge, to the magistrate, See, these men, Paul and Silas, they are Jews, and they exceedingly trouble our city. And then in verse 21, they said, And they teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being romans you see this this was in philippi 
And this is a Roman territory. It's a Roman colony. And Paul and Silas came here and they began to preach the gospel. And then this was when they set the girl with the, you know, demon spirits of divination. They set her free. They cast the demon out of this girl. And when the masters who were using her to make money saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they now brought Paul and Silas to the judges, to the magistrates, the authorities. And they said, these guys are Jews. And they are advocating customs. They are preaching things that are not correct for us. who are Romans. You see, we Romans, we have our own culture. We have our own custom. But these guys are Jews. And they have now come with their Jewish doctrines and Jewish stories about Messiah and prophecies and salvation. And they are teaching these things. And we are Romans. We don't do that. So you see, what they are saying is that we Romans, we have our culture. And the Roman culture was everything but Christian. It was a degenerate culture of immorality. of, And of course, there were positive parts, you know, um, in, in, in the kingdom. But it was a culture that was radically different. That's the point. So the kingdom of Rome had its own culture. Here is another example from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 25. This was when Paul was again brought for trial before King Agrippa. So it says, Acts 25 from verse 13. And after some days, King Agrippa and Benice came to Caesarea to greet Festus. Festus was the Roman governor. And when they had been there many days, Festus, you know, laid Paul's case before the king saying, look, there's a certain man here that was left in prison, you know, by the former governor, Felix, about whom the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me when I was in Jerusalem and they wanted judgment against him. Now, verse 16, to them I answered, it is not the custom of the Romans to deliver any man to destruction before the accused meets the accuser face to face you see and he has the opportunity to answer for himself concerning the charge against him this was a powerful and positive aspect of roman culture you cannot so first of said look these guys wanted me the jews wanted me to give judgment against this man paul and then to have him executed but i said to them i said no we don't do that we are romans and in Roman culture, according to the customs established by the king, it is not the custom of Romans to take a man and hand him over for death or destruction before that accused person meets the accusers face to face. And then he has an opportunity to answer for himself concerning the charges laid out against him. You see, this was a positive culture. Because of this culture, you can expect some justice because you can't just accuse somebody and then you are both the accuser and the judge and you execute the person without giving the person an opportunity to defend himself. So you see, I read this passage to establish the fact that in a kingdom, there is a way things are done. There are values, there are customs, there are practices that differentiates one kingdom from another kingdom. And we see that here with the kingdom of Rome. Likewise, the kingdom of God has its own culture. And as believers and members and citizens of that kingdom, we are expected to live lives that are in accordance with kingdom culture we are not supposed to behave in ways that are contrary and then by the time we live the kingdom lifestyle over and over it now becomes a culture and we see that culture revealed in the beatitudes that the lord jesus christ taught and that is found in matthew chapter 5 where the lord was teaching about Simon on the Mount. It was on the Simon on the Mount, the Simon he preached on the Mount. 
And look what the Lord Jesus Christ said uh, as he taught at the sermon, uh, that sermon on the mountain. Now, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, the humble. So you see, humility is a, is a kingdom culture. In the kingdom, we are humble people. We are not proud. You see, we cannot be arrogant and proud because our king is not arrogant. In fact, he is the one who has every right to be arrogant, to be proud, but he humbled himself. So kingdom citizens that have a humble king cannot come and become arrogant citizens. He said, blessed are those who mourn. In the kingdom, we mourn about things that offend the king. Anything that does not offend the king is not, or rather, anything that offends the king is not accepted. We mourn about it. He said, blessed are the meek, the humble, those that rate themselves insignificant. We do that because we are not the source of our own salvation we receive everything from the king so we cannot be proud in the kingdom jesus said blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness it's a culture we are hungry for more of god we are merciful he said blessed are the merciful they will obtain mercy blessed are the pure in heart uh, the peacemakers you see we are in the kingdom we have a culture of peace anywhere you see quarreling and strife that is not the kingdom of god in fact the bible says the kingdom of god is not food and drink but righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit joy is a culture of the kingdom in the kingdom we are full of joy why is that so because we have every reason to rejoice we have peace with the king Hallelujah. In the kingdom, we have, we have every reason to rejoice. We have exceeding great and precious promises. Our king can handle any matter. We can cast our burdens upon him because he cares for us. It's a culture in the kingdom. Peace is it. So when you hear people, they are fighting, they are cursing one another. Do you know that in a kingdom, we even have a language? Kingdoms, part of a culture is the language. Uh, I mean, you, you look at if it's in Southern Africa, for instance, or in East Africa, you've got Swahili. In, in East, Southern Africa, you've got things like, you know, Zulu language or Setswana or some other language. You know, all of these languages are part of the culture. And in the kingdom of God, we even have our own language. That's why you hear the word of God say things like, you know, remove every cursing, bitterness from your mouth, coarse jesting. You know, it's unfortunate that now some people are even bringing jesters into church and you have some comedian come and stand up in the church and is telling terrible jokes, mocking the Bible, mocking God and, and, and mocking preachers and people are laughing. Is that the language of the kingdom? The answer to that is no. So abusive language is not the language of the kingdom to which we belong. So you see, in a kingdom, we have kingdom culture and it is our responsibility as kingdom citizens by living the life uh, of the kingdom the life of salt and the life of light we now begin to see the culture of the kingdom get established where the king has located us now don't go away because when we come back on living truth we are going to look further at this kingdom culture and at how the king can use us to advance the culture of the kingdom wherever he has located us god bless you Hi, 
This is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com Dr. Ferdinand will be back after this short break. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brings up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate. State Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website www.eternityministries.org. That is www.eternityministries.org or call 081-066-06076. That is 081-066-06076. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes your partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now. 081-066-06076 or email fetnan.uweke at gmail.com Welcome back. Welcome back to Living Truth. Now, before the break, we are looking at kingdom culture and we are going to uh, continue in that regard. But I'd like to hear from you. So please, if you have a question or you have a need for counseling or you have something you'd like us to pray about, uh, please use the information provided by my announcer uh, to get across and it will be my joy to connect with you. And don't forget, we have detailed teachings on, you know, the kingdom and other aspects of the Christian life available through Eternity Ministries. And you can also receive those through the information that uh, that has been provided by the announcer. God bless you. Now, we are back looking at the matter of kingdom culture, and we have established that in a kingdom, uh, there is a culture of how things are done. You know, shared beliefs, value systems. And you know, in the kingdom of God, we have our own culture. Our values are different. You see, in God's kingdom, the things that are great in the sight of people they are not great in the kingdom. I'll, I'll give you an example. In Luke, the gospel of Luke, chapter 16 and verse 15, Jesus was speaking to some Pharisees and he says to them, he said, you are those who justify yourselves before men. So you see, in, in the inhuman culture and in the in, in Pharisee culture, you want to justify yourself before people. You know, as long as you look right um, uh, before people, then everything is all right. In fact, one version said, you you are masters at making yourself look good in front of people. You, you know how to look good in front of people. That is human culture. That is human nature. But he said, but God knows your heart. So you see, in kingdom culture, we concentrate on the heart. Of course, the outside is important, but we do not focus on the outside because we know that we are dealing with a king that knows our hearts. 
Then the Lord Jesus says to them, he says, for the things that are considered of great value by people are worth nothing in God's sight. So note, among people, they have things that they consider of great value. But in the kingdom, those things are worth nothing. It's important to understand this. You see, kingdom culture includes our value systems. For, for example, in the kingdom, we value integrity more than we value money. Of course, we need money to attend to the things of this life, but righteousness is much far more important than money. Now, of course, in the sight of human beings, if you put a billion dollars on the table and you put righteousness on the table, what would they choose? So you see, our values in the kingdom are different. And that is why it's important that as kingdom citizens, we cultivate the values of the kingdom. The values, the mindset. We begin to renew our minds so that what is important to the king becomes what is important to us. We now begin to measure with the standards of the kingdom. You see, Jesus said, what is important to people? What is of great value? to people is worth nothing in God's sight. Can you imagine what is going to happen when people have pursued what they think is important only to stand before God and realize that what they thought was important was worth nothing? Why is that so? Because it's a different kingdom and this kingdom measures with a different standard. In fact, in this scripture, the message version says, you are masters at making yourself look good in front of others, but God knows what is behind the appearance. So you see, for a believer, we don't have a culture of pretense, a culture of hypocrisy, a culture of just appearing nice in the right of people, in, in the sight of people. We have a culture of being real, being what we are. We are not pretending. That is not part of our culture. We are genuine people. When people touch us, they touch reality. They are, they are not playing with fakes. Huh? Now, the next thing we see there, it says, God knows what is behind the appearance. So, in the kingdom, we know that our king already knows what is behind the appearance. So, we don't put up appearances. We don't come to church and put up one face and then we go to the office and put up another face. We don't do that. It's not our culture. It's not part of the kingdom to which we belong. Why don't we do that? It's because we have a new nature. We have been translated into a new kingdom and we have a new king. So we don't live like that. So it's important that we understand this. Then he says, what society sees and calls monumental, God sees through and he calls it monstrous. So you see, in the kingdom, we realize that there are some things that look monumental in another culture but in our own culture those things are monstrous you can actually see that in different parts of the world today there are certain things you take to one culture oh it's monumental it's celebrated you come to another culture and it's monstrous it's hated it's an abomination in the same way in our kingdom culture the things that are celebrated in the world they are not celebrated in the kingdom to which we belong so you see kingdom culture for instance once you apply it to people for instance these days <laughs> you know there are people they say these are celebrities you know they are movie stars they are idols in quotes maybe they are music stars and, and people are running after them the real question for us in the kingdom is who is celebrating them this thing that is being celebrated by the people of the world is it being celebrated by our king 
This thing that is being celebrated, people are clapping, clapping for it, and people are buying tickets to go and watch this movie or to go and listen to this musician, or they are praising this person. Are they praising the person in heaven? So you see, we do not consider important things that our kingdom to which we belong does not consider important. We have a different standard of measurement. So you see, for instance, in the kingdom, Jesus said, if you give even a cup of water, to somebody because of the king. He said you will by no means lose your reward. Notice it's only a cup of water. But because it's done for the king in our kingdom, it's a great matter. Now, a cup of water in, on the other side doesn't mean anything. Look at the woman that put in two mites into the offering box. Jesus said she has given more than everybody else. How is that? It's because of the culture. In our culture where we belong, the king checks how much you have given by how much is left after you have given. You see, that's not the way the world works. The world checks by the amount you gave. But the king looked at that woman and saw that this woman put everything that she had into the offering box. And it was just two mites. But according to kingdom standards, that was greater than every other offering anybody else could give. This is because we belong to a kingdom that measures with a different ruler. That is what creates kingdom culture and that is now the culture to which we belong so you see our culture in the kingdom is a different standard it's you see it manifested is the fruit of the spirit mm? when the holy spirit rules in our life he produces kingdom culture you have serenity you have affection for others you have love there is peace. There is a holiness that permeates things. The way we do, we, 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 we love people. We, we, we live in peace. We are generous people. Do you know that generosity is a kingdom culture? Selfishness is not welcome in our kingdom. You see these people that, that say they are Christians and they have billions of naira or millions packed somewhere. And somebody is hungry and, and they drive past the person. They cannot take care of the person. Even on their way to church, they can't take care of somebody who is hungry at their gate. It's not kingdom culture. We have people in our churches who are hungry. Eh? And then we have those who have millions and plenty monies in their bank accounts. It's not kingdom culture for one side of the family to be fed and then another side is hungry gratitude this is kingdom culture thanksgiving integrity honesty tenderness all of these manifestations of kingdom culture they are the things that get established when kingdom citizens begin to live the kingdom lifestyle and that is what should permeate our churches and go beyond our churches into society so our integrity begins to affect our country as believers are located in the marketplace and they are living lives of integrity. That culture comes to the office where you are located. That culture enters into your business, the way you do business. You see, because even if you are doing business, you are a kingdom citizen that is doing business. So the kingdom culture of the kingdom to which you belong will manifest even in your business. It will manifest in your family life, the way you treat people. It will manifest in your work ethic. Making excuses is not part of, our, of the kingdom to which we belong. Laziness. Somebody abandons his desk. He says, it's government work. It's government. You, you call it government work, but you're a kingdom citizen. So your kingdom citizenship should ensure that your kingdom lifestyle and your kingdom culture is portrayed and manifested 
even where you are doing what you call government work. And by the way, there's nothing like government work. All work, all legitimate work is God's work. And so we'll be looking at kingdom culture. And my hope is that you will receive this word and begin to cultivate this culture. And if you have not surrendered your life to the king, you can do that now. Just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my king today. I repent of my sins. Change my heart. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And now let me also pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask your blessing and your grace on my friend listening to Living Truth. And I ask that your power will rest on all of us, Lord, to live the kingdom lifestyle and to establish the culture of your kingdom wherever you have located us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with me today on Living Truth. I welcome your partnership uh, in giving to keep Living Truth on the air. We don't force people to give money, but as the Lord stirs up your heart, we will be grateful to receive uh, your support as we continue to spread the word. God bless you. And don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains will become. Thank you for joining us on Living Truth today. We believe you've been blessed. Connect with Dr. Ferdinand on Facebook, facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. That is facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. Or call 0808-793-5270. That is 0808-793-5270. Or visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.fredlandunwake.com for more resources and to sign up to our Living Truth podcast. Until next week when we bring to you another edition of Living Truth, don't forget the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. And your power shone.